0: ladies and gentlemen it is that time again that time to do a spoiler review of the 30th mcu film and the overall the 39th entry into the marvel cinematic universe 39 still going strong that's right i'm calling out all you mcu haters who think the mcu is dying tell that to the 84 million dollar opening black panther had on friday that's right check the numbers i'm right Anyway, yes, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. It's out for the entire world to see. And Ben and I, as as well as our guest today, we are going to be talking about it in all of its great spoilery detail. So, of course, if you haven't seen it, what are you guys doing here? Just, uh, you know, save this for later. Go out, watch the movie, come back and listen to us ramble on and talk about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Or if you don't care about spoilers, Go ahead, stick around. We appreciate you sticking around and listening to us. Mm -hmm. Well, as always, ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by my great co-host Benjamin Saunders.
1: Ben, how are you
0: today? Good sir,
1: doing good, doing good. Glad to be back at it. Talking about one of our favorite things, MCU,
0: the MCU. And joining us today, Mister Zach Sells. Zach, how are we, sir?
2: I'm doing good. Here to talk about one the uh, one of my most anticipated MCU projects. Honestly, the more like I thought about it, I was like, I am pretty excited for this damn movie. So, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm glad I talked about it, See y'all.
0: Anticipated is a strong word for for me, Zach, when it comes to this film because I really didn't have. I was neither worried nor very much. You know, very you know had this high up on my list until that first trailer came out, and then we were all mm-hmm. kind of in shock about how great that trailer was, and it went up very, very high up. But, I mean, then we talked about it before on previous rundowns with all the behind-the-scenes drama, and then just the, the tall, tall task of making this movie without Chadwick, and I still think they did the right thing and not recasting. I think mm-hmm. that was the right move. Yep. Um, there are others who would disagree, and that's fine, as long as you can be polite about it and not be a Twitter douche. and Star fights zach you know what i'm talking about so uh isaac are you are you actually are you still on twitter zach or are you, did you did you cut that out
2: uh i just get on it i don't interact i don't even post anything so. yeah no
0: neither do i, I just like then, it's like going on earth to catch up on my film news uh, and then
2: always... i get mad and just close
1: the app
0: yeah that, that sounds about right that sounds about me too so and i know ben you don't even know what twitter is right
1: no that's like the the blue bird thing right if it's still yes. a bird I don't soon
0: know. it'll be elon Musk's face Instead yep. of the Glee Bird, but True. conversation for a nope. We're never going to talk about that. So <laughs> we are going to talk about Black Panther Wakanda Forever. This no structure today because it's just the three of us gentlemen here.
2: No structure, just like Phase Four. Ooh,
0: <sighs> starting early. No, it just no. It doesn't start early. It happens every day. You just <laughs> you're just not there. <laughs> you're just not there. <laughs> just, it's 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 once a day with this kid. Don't send me something that just pisses me off. <laughs> But that's okay i know how to piss them back off anyway i just send them bodies 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 gifts now and it's it annoys the hell out of them
2: <laughs> it is a back and forth anger conversation <laughs> it really
0: is <laughs> so guys before we really go ahead and talk about the film and everything let's kind of just talk about our overall experience and our thoughts going into the movie and for the people who are sticking around and haven't seen it yet just give our brief non-spoiler thoughts before we go into spoilers so zach i'll start with you Just talk to us about how you were feeling going into it. You know, were you hyped? Were you, you know, were you a little nervous? And then tell us your thoughts, non-spoiler thoughts. Brief non-spoiler thoughts before we dive into all the great spoiler details.
2: Uh, I was, like I said, this was one of the most anticipated ones coming into Phase Four this year. Um, Especially after the trailer, I was blown away by that trailer. And then when I saw the trailer in theaters, I teared up, which is very rare from a trailer standpoint. So I was really excited leading up to the release this past uh, week I I, I like kind of got my hype down just because I saw the round tomato score which is a fair score it's just like it was a little too high for me I was like okay this sometimes when stuff is in the 90s it, especially MCU project I want to go in with a little bit more like little tame expectations just that's just the way I think of stuff with the MCU project so going in with that but knowing the stuff I've been hearing on Twitter and stuff, I was just, again, going in with mild expectations. But walking out, I I posted on my letterbox and my Instagram. From the first frame to the last, I was like in a constant state of grief, and like I had tears in my eyes the entire time. I don't think any movie has made me instantly cry from the first 10 minutes. I don't think there's been any movie that has done that to me. So that says a lot about it. Um, it's really hard to talk about this film without spoilers um but for me it it exceeded all my expectations it's a perfect tribute for Chadwick um Ryan Coogler should never be underestimated again for his directing abilities and just how he can handle a big grand story like this um it's one of MCU's most personal films so with that in mind this is a hard watch um I also I want to watch it again already I've seen it twice but I can't see myself going back and back and back to, to watch this just, just for how emotional it is so basically with that that's pretty much my non thoughts.
0: you know jeff we talked about it too like about brian kugler i then i can't wait till we do like a director spotlight on brian kugler because i think all four of his films have been outstanding each in their own different way each have their own unique flavor to them uh, when you talk about Fruitvale Station or Creed and Black Panther and Black Panther, I mean, Wakanda Forever is very different from the first Black Panther. They are two very different films. The representation is definitely still there, but they are two very different films. So, if you're one of those Ryan Coogler doubters, I mean, just go back and watch his first film, Fruitvale Station, where I think is still his best and his crown jewel achievement. But it's everything you want to know about Ryan Coogler is in Fruitvale Station, and just how great of a director he really is. Uh, so, Ben, with all that said, though. Uh, why don't you go ahead and share your thoughts?
1: Yes, yeah, so, kind of like you and like what was discussed earlier, that we were hesitant, I guess, getting a little <laughs> nervous uh, just the, the movie as a whole and the production-wise uh, with all the, the news coming out about it early on, but then, like you said, that trailer really pulled us back in. Uh, and, yeah, I kind of, I watched Truthvale Station uh, not too long ago. I forget what it was, but... Uh, and I still I still need to see Creed, but anyway, yeah, I was getting getting more and more excited as it came up, and then, of course, the score is really good. I I had a, the, yeah, the expectations were low and then went up, and then, like you said, Zach, try to tame them once I walk in the doors to the theater, um, but yeah, for it being very personal, and it's a, it's a beautiful tribute to Chadwick, I really like that they didn't recast uh, T'Challa, and they they kept it part of the story. I was surprised even how true to life they kept the opening 10 minutes uh, in in the universe without spoiling too much. So, yeah, it's really, really touching. But then I also appreciate how, uh, you know, we, we get a completely new story uh, from the first, like you said, and, and then move along with the, the characters and have new arcs for them. So, yeah i i laughed i teared up uh it was action-packed made me think a lot about uh in universe stuff and you know real life too which whenever a movie can do that i think this is really good so um yeah not the well i don't know i don't know where it ranks overall yet um but it it was uh it was really good yeah (laughs) there's there uh, so there's a few nitpicks i guess i have uh with it which we'll get into so not perfect i'm trying to say but uh but was really good and still exceeded expectations
0: yeah i you know when you look at conclusions to phases you look at phase one you have the avengers and that was when that film ended that was clearly more of a setup not just for phase two but for you know phase three and what we got with infinity war and endgame and then with phase two you had that and with ultron and ant-man that was clearly more set up for the start of Civil War, and so I had a bit of a worry going into this because I was hoping they would tie this into the larger MCU be more standalone because uh, I think that's what this film needed to be and for about ninety eight percent of it they did that there's there's that two percent I was not happy with um about a certain character which well, we'll talk about, and I've already voiced my frustrations with some people about that um but there is no other way to put it for me that Coogler just exceeded all my expectations uh, going into this because I I loved that first trailer so much. Second trailer was still good. Actually, but I don't even think we did an episode about that second trailer. Um, but yeah, that second trailer was very good too. Uh, but that first trailer that released, I think, was it Comic Con Zach? Ben, was that Comic Con or was that? Okay, all right. Thank you. See so that that's right because we we all talked about it with Darren on an episode during Comic Con breakdown. So yeah, that first trailer came out. And, was outstanding and i was like i hope that trailer is this movie because we've seen dramatic mcu trailers before and then it turns out to be more of comedy joke fest so i was really hoping that this wouldn't be the case with with this film and thankfully it wasn't the opening 10 minutes it's probably my second or third favorite opening to an mcu movie because of them you were talking about how in world they kept it uh i i still think the Opening minutes of Endgame are probably still my favorite just because of how haunting it is. Uh, but there are two very different openings, and you can't, it's kind of hard to compare the two, but it, it's a very, very strong opening. And I appreciated the Marvel logo intro they did this time. That was beautiful. I love that. And that's kind of when the tears started for me, honestly. Mm hmm. I haven't cried, and I said this on my letterbox, so I haven't cried this much in MCU movies since Endgame. And, you know, I've cried during Eternals, I've cried during No Way Home, but this was just a but this was like an at, there was another layer added on to the crying today because of just how, because of the presence of Chadwick and how much we all miss him and the, I mean we're gonna talk about it here in a second but performances, but god damn Angela Bassett and Letitia Wright just bought their A game to this movie, guys. And I Letitia, we all know how great Angela Bassett is. She is an icon, she is a a legend in the industry. But Letitia Wright was really she had a lot to do. A lot was put on her shoulders and she she carried this film so well. And I can't wait to talk about it in in, in more spoiler de- detail. But I mean, everyone was great. Uh Tanakweta, that's how you pronounce his last name, right? Quay-ta, I'm pretty sure. Sounds right. If I if I mispronounce it, um, I apologize. But he, God, Namor. I in two Black Panther movies, we have we have had two outstanding villains in the MCU with Killmonger and now with Namor. I mean, God, they have just nailed the villains. They really, really, really did a great job with Namor, especially with his backstory. So yeah, Wakanda Forever is a I said it was a Marvel epic, and I'm still I'm I'm still keeping my still I still have those thoughts. It's a beautiful tribute, like you guys were both saying, and it's a it's a amazing epic and a great conclusion to a the very divisive phase four, um whether you love it or whether you hate it. I've I've kind of now I think it hit me today that this is probably my second favorite phase of the MCU just because of how different it is and People have been asking for different, and then they get different, and they want to complain. And some, some are complaining for the right reasons, like they have they have valid arguments for why they do or don't like it. Some don't. But I think we can all agree that Phase 4 has been very experimental, and I, I hope they take some lessons and, and apply that to Phase 5, uh, the good and the bad lessons, looking at you through Love and Thunder. So with all that being said, guys, let's go ahead and dive into spoilers now i kind of want to start guys with where i think this film's biggest strength and that is the performances which i think i i'm i am 99 sure angela bassett's going to get nominated for academy award for best supporting actress uh, especially another michelle williams very very strangely is going for campaigning for best lead actress instead of best supporting because if she was going for best supporting she was probably going to just walk away with that award but since she's going for best leading actress i think best supporting actress is it, it's up for the taking and i think angela bassett made a great case for herself to to take home the award now there are obviously there's still films we haven't seen yet like woman talking and she said and stuff like that but i mean guys goddamn angela bassett just nailed this she was Absolutely phenomenal. So Zach, I'll go ahead and start with you, man. Talk about some of the performances that really to you the most.
2: Yeah, um, Letitia right. Like you said, she had a lot of baggage to carry. Um, I don't think like walking in, that was probably my biggest worry was okay, so it's wet so we're spoiler talking now, right? So with that aspect of like we know like they're gonna go comic book route and put Shuri as the Black Panther, that is like It was basically confirmed but not confirmed type of thing. Hold on, man. I
0: haven't seen the movie yet. What the hell? (laughs) Shit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, Rod. Um, But yeah, so with that, like basically confirmed but not confirmed, it's like we know we were getting a female Black Panther. There's only one route to go with Shuri because of the comics and stuff. So with that in mind... We all kind of predicted that was the route they were gonna go since they were not recasting T'Challa. So with that, with T'Challa having so much weight to carry, I was blown away by her performance. I was shocked by her performance, which is like saying when you go into like a certain basically when you go into like a certain movie like you know art house even comic book wise, I'm always expected a certain level from the actress I know. And a certain level of how they held themselves, how they do their line reading and stuff. I did not expect this from Letitia Wright. I did not expect how powerful her performance is going to be. Dealing with all this grief. Having Shuri be, like, kind of an agnostic character. Like, kind of teetering from, does she believe in the ancestral plane? And, like, battling with her own beliefs. And then battling of uh, being basically going to be the future queen of Wakanda. And being like being kind of people are pushing her to get remake that flower that gave t'challa his powers i forgot the name of it but basically try and the recreate heart-shaped herb the heart-shaped herb yes try and recreate it trying angela bassett's characters trying to get her to recreate become the black panther and stuff and with all this pressure and then meeting a whole new uh civilization with namor's uh people it's a lot to carry for a character especially one that's been in the background it kind of was a jokey character at times was like more of a like a gen z type of like making jokes that are relevant during that time and stuff so with that in mind and going for a completely different route that's more powerful than ever for this character i was blown away letitia right really stole the show i think mcu wise she's definitely in the top three for performance wise now for me just from how powerful she is and then angela Bassett, that's a i it's hard for me to cry when the performance is good it's more i'm crying on the subtext and what is the performance is telling me and what the story is but angela angela bassett her line delivery in that scene where she's talking to a a about uh who she lost that got me so bad i did not expect like we've been hearing the trailers like the it's like the background of the trailers but I did not expect it for make me to cry as much as it did, especially in the context of what was going on with the story. Um, but her performance was just amazing. I again was not expecting it. A lot of shocking performances. Namor, I forgot the actor's name, but he was really, really good as the character. Not um, There we go. Um coming from the Forever Purge I saw, which I skipped. So <laughs>
0: bad movie. Bad movie. Bad movie. But he's also um, in uh he's also in um um Netflix show. God, why am I drawing a blank? Narcos, Narcos.
2: Okay, okay. Um, So, this is the first really introduction with them. I skipped the Forever Purge, but I was really, again, blown away by her performance. I'm glad they went like they, because, you know, people compare Namor and Aquaman because they're both, you know, who they are as characters and stuff. I'm glad they. Definitely like separate, no, he is nothing like Aquaman, completely different culture, completely (laughs) different (laughs) characters, very different. (laughs) But you know, people will compare the two, especially with the underwater stuff. But I'm glad they went the route they did with Namor. Um, this is coming from a perspective of me not knowing much of the comics in Namor or reading a lot of Black Panther comics and stuff, so from that perspective. I was blown away by all the performances. Um, I feel like I've been talking a lot. so let oh, dude, that, that's, that's what a spoiler <laughs>
0: review is for, so we can just people just listen to us ramble. So, I mean, I um, spoil away, man.
2: I think the one performance or character that I can, like, kind of, I need to see more of in the series is Re William, Williams' character. She was Dominique really Thorne. good. Yeah, she was good, but I just, I don't know like she was she has some cool jokes and stuff but she was kind of just there in the background for a plot device kind of like uh zolchi gomez and as america chavez kind of just a similar aspect and character trope with that um as a kind of a plot device but i'm excited for the show still i think they did decently with her story and like preparing for like the major audience of who this character is um but other than that all the performances were just exceptional they're they're really really good literature right so good angela bassett awesome worthy
0: yeah i, I i'm kind of disagree with you about dominic thorne i I thought she brought a lot to the role i she was probably my third or fourth standout other than Letitia and, and angela i just i said this to my letterbox review she just gave off that tom holland civil war energy man like what a great introduction to her character and just that that dorm room scene and all three of the times I've seen it like our audiences have just cracked up and just uh, just enjoyed that scene. I I just love their banter and her and Shuri. God, I just I wish we could just get like not like more time with them because they work so well together. I could just you know they can almost be like our new Tony and Bruce kind of like Science Burrows but we you know but now you know with 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 uh with these two ladies. Um but I think this this starts and ends with Letitia right for me. She was so freaking good, and I'm just gonna go ahead and bring up the scene because I did not expect my man Michael B. Jordan to come back in this movie, but holy crap, he did, what an entrance too! Just the way he's sitting there, hey cousin. I was like, oh my god, just same old Killmonger, hasn't really changed. And you just see all the rage he brings up in Shuri. That was a turning point for me, guys, where I was like, holy shit, this is another level of Latisha." Right? I did not expect to see in this movie. I just, I ate it up. It was fantastic. I I was part of it. I was scared, too, because then she's out there when she reveals herself to the the elders and everybody. She starts threatening M'Baku. And I was like, holy crap. Letitia, she, and it, it's believable too. Like it's not just like, oh, okay, oh, that's 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 cute, that's funny. Okay, sure. no, like she she brings this fierceness to this role, which I we 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 didn't really get to see in the Black Panther in, in the first Black Panther movie because we didn't really need it because she was more there for the comic relief and she was great as the comic relief in that first Black Panther movie. But that's kind of what she mm-hmm. was used as, so which makes this performance all the more impressive, right? So, I mean, Letitia Wright to me was the biggest just completely stunned i'm i can't say yet zach top five but it's you know with phase four we have definitely seen some of the best performances in the MCU. whether you're really looking at elizabeth olsen and multiverse of madness and wandavision tony leong and uh shang chi william defoe and no way home tom holland and no way home i mean she's right up there with the best and the best in terms of phase four performances but it's close zach i'm I, I can't get there with you right now but i'm if i think about it some more i, I might eventually think about it you know or might place them like a top five all-time mc performances because it's just it's such a powerful performance uh, but yeah i i just loved uh dominique thorne and i'm still iffy on why we need an iron heart show i i'm gonna wait to see you know kind of you know, we'll get some footage and stuff i'm sure next year probably but if the show is bad it's not gonna be because of her this this movie because I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen anything else from Dominique Thorne. I think this is just my introduction to her. I don't know if you guys have. Um, oh wait, no, Ben, remind me that movie in 2018 with Regina King.
1: If Bill Street could talk. Yes,
0: yes, thank you. I think she was in that, right? Uh-huh.
1: Okay, thank you. I just pulled it up. Yep. Oh, you did? Was okay, thank well. you. Yeah. <laughs> she was also in Judas and a Black Messiah. Okay. Oh, that's I was she? I've only seen the movie twice. Judy Harmon is her character. I gotta look this up. Hold on, Let me, let me look on Dominic <laughs> Thorne's name. Hold on a second. Shit. Why
2: well, you do that, can I go on about Cherie again. I just stopped. Yeah, that. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, with Cherie, like I think what makes it, I can't see because you know. There's an elephant in the room when it comes to female superheroes and those performances. There's always going to be that culture behind like comic book, that toxic comic book fan of like, oh, she's a Mary Sue and stuff. I don't think I will see this with this performance or character. I don't think we're going to I think this is going to be. A very respectable character just from her character arc of going from how she was in the beginning with T'Challa and like those first 10 minutes and then what we know from her as a character and being one of the smartest brains in the world in the MCU world um and then going from the end it's kind of I told my wife Kara I was like it's kind of like Batman in the sense like the ending remind me a lot of the Batman with vengeance and like how it's gonna is it's two different completely different movies, but it deals with grief and vengeance in a very different light. Um, so it just reminded me of that towards that last act. But I just think Sherry is gonna be a very respectable and I debating on the Good Keeper as Black Panther, especially with that post credit scene, but I would love to see her at least maybe at least in the Avengers movie as Black Panther. Just
0: okay, so I have three things to the response, but one, she was a Black Panther member. And uh, <laughs> uh
1: Ah. And, and the black messiah
0: <laughs> so uh there's that too um i forgot the second thing i was going to mention but going back on that thing about her as the black panther i'm sure i'll remember in a second um i really hope they keep her as black panther i i i want to see a full movie with her as black panther and i think we'll probably get that in the avengers movies because i don't think we're i don't i don't think we're going to get another black panther movie before we get before we get to Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, unless that movie in between the two is another Black Panther movie, but I, I doubt it. Um, plus, there I mean, there has been some speculation about Young T'Challa um, being, you know, in Young Avengers and stuff. I still don't know if we're going to get a Young Avengers. They haven't. I mean, they definitely have laid the groundwork and planned the seeds for that. I just don't know if we're going to get that in this phase or this saga.
2: I think it's just gonna be Avengers. They're gonna be like too old to be called Young Avengers. <laughs> They're gonna be all in their 20s, <laughs> character-wise too. So I just think it's just gonna be Avengers.
0: <laughs> right. I I mean I would hope so because we really really need to see these people work as a team. I I, I mean our candidates for Young Avengers right now is what Kate Bishop, maybe America Chavez, a young T'Challa, maybe maybe. Yelania, so that's gonna that's you would have to age here. them up a lot. Yeah, and then. Maybe bring back Wanda's kids somehow, some way. Other than that, I don't know who, I look what other contenders. Because you can't demote Tom Holland Spider-Man from being in the Avengers to, <laughs> no. to be in the Young Avengers. He'll be a mentor for the Young Avengers. Well, see, like, I had the theory early on then that Hawkeye would be a great mentor for the Young Avengers. Yeah, like how he, he was a mentor to Kate.
2: He was. He is in the comics.
0: Right. The exactly. Comics. So. If they do, if they go that route, I would be down for that because I think that would be a great way to kind of close out Jeremy Renner's chapter in the MCU. Although, I mean, I think Hawkeye was that did that perfectly, but I want to go back, Zach. Not to get totally off topic here about your thing comparing it to the Batman. I think there's a better comparison. That's a good comparison, but I think it's a better comparison. It's it's a very similar arc Sherry goes through in this movie to what T'Challa goes through in Civil War, and they kind of have the same ending. Right of where they realized vengeance has consumed them both because when Black Panther, so T'Challa was just gonna go through everybody to get to Bucky. He didn't care who he had to go through, and so I mean, I, and then of course he learned his lesson once he found out the truth, right? And then Shuri is like two seconds away from killing Namor, and she sees her mother. Show them who you are. And I was like, oh, I got chills. I I, I literally got chills just just uh, you know watching that on screen. So. And hearing that line, it's uh I still think there's some anger that Sherry's gonna have to work through, but of course, with the ending, I think the ending symbolizes that she's finally starting to go through the process of you know mourning and moving and truly moving on. So I'm not sure how much time's gonna pass on from this movie to the next or, to the next time we see Sherry again. But I think that our uh Zach, that's a you look at those two movies. Civil War and and, and and this, I think you look at that and like the very similar paths they go through, um, you know, T'Challa with his father, now Shuri with her mother and her brother. So. Uh, but that the Batman example was still a very good one, too, and they both took three hours to get there.
2: So and then with vengeance
0: and it, it ended with vengeance. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, Ben, it's your turn.
2: Hey, what's up?
1: <laughs> I am here, too. I agree. Uh Okay. Moving on. (laughs) Um yeah, you guys covered a lot really well. Uh about Angela Bassett Angela Bassett's speech. Uh I was gonna say that too. You took it took the words out of my mouth that we we've seen um part of that speech so much in the trailers, and then it actually happens and I got goosebumps still uh because of her uh performance. Um yeah, shout out to everyone you said, and then also Winston Duke. Made me laugh several times. He, I guess. Uh, well, I mean, he's badass too with all the action stuff. But I think he had some some good uh, funny lines as well. And then Lupita Nyong'o, who didn't have as much to do, uh, which makes sense, I guess, in this movie than last time. But I I love the way they went with her character, um, and and her coming up, you know, later in the story, but then getting in into the fold again. And of course we get that the reveal of why <laughs> uh at the at the end of the movie. So and she she's always great as well. Um
0: so yeah. But going on back to that speech with Angela Bassett, like what, what's great because we saw like you guys were saying, we saw parts of that in the trailer, but then she keeps going and she brings yeah. up Killmonger and how you know she stuck and how Okoye stuck by Killmonger when he over, you know when he overruled the child for the throne and and all this stuff and you know, sometimes, you know, when I'm watching, you know, when I was watching this movie, I'm like, I, I don't know, especially when they're talking about T'Challa. I don't think these are these characters, are char- characters crying. I think it's just legit actors are just tearing up crying over, mm-hmm. you know, the the loss of their friend. And I think that just added to the emotional depth of this movie and how and hence why we were all crying so much. Um, one of my favorite scenes, though, and it's it's a very brief scene, but it's between Okoye and Nakia. Now that Akoya is a civilian, and they're talking, they're going back and forth, and I think I talked to you about this act, but my favorite, I think it's probably still my favorite line in the entire movie, when she's like, you know, you guys, you know, wonder King, but, you know, uh, you're Black Panther, but to me, he was everything, My T'Challa. I was like, oh, my God. And, like, it's a very simple line, but it's the way it's delivered by Lupita Nyong'o. I mean, I was sitting there, too, in my screening yesterday. I was like, God. They really snubbed this woman up an Oscar a few times, especially for us. I like. I hope one day she gets that second Oscar because she already has one for Twelve Years a Slave. But I man,
2: supporting though. So exactly
0: right. So I mean, look, it's an Oscar's an Oscar, you know. True. I mean, shit, we have zero. So <laughs> look, <laughs> but Ben's like, hold on, I, I have. Wait, uh, <laughs> looking around. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I think Ben actually, she's used the. Almost the same amount as the first movie. Oh, okay. I, I think. But I just wasn't I,
1: sure with her introduction being so. But right. she definitely has yeah. presence.
0: Yeah, she's definitely introduced later, much later on in this movie than she is in the first movie. But I, it's kind of like a frustration. It's like a small nitpick of mine with Krugler in these in these two movies, like his underusement of uh, Nakia because you have mm-hmm. such a great actor and Lupita Nyong'o. Use her more. Use her more because she's such a great, talented actress. I digress because I mean this movie's got a lot going on, so I kind of I have to take a step back and go like, look, Google did the best he could. I can't, I can't have everything. Although the Russo brothers definitely gave me everything I knew I wanted, but anyway, let's go from performances, guys, and let's, let's. Oh well, real quick, too. What do we feel about? uh. The colonizers. Let's talk about uh, um, Everett Ross and, and uh, oh, we can talk about it now. Why the hell is Valentina in this damn movie? There's no, I was so pissed off when she was, when I saw her coming out of that car and I was like, God damn it, they're probably going to bring her out. Yep, there she is. She's out. Hmm. Everett Ross, I'm okay with being in the movie because he was, he was in the first one, so I was like, okay, cool. And I actually thought if they had just left that one scene with him meeting Okoye and, uh, and Shuri in the forest, if that was it. I'm like, all right, you know what? Hey, it was good to see you, Ross. We're gonna see you next year in Secret Invasion. All right, cool. See ya. They kept going back to him. I was like, okay, right, that's that's fine. Oh, but you gotta bring her with you too. And it's something against her because like she actually gave a good performance. It's not her, it's not Julie Louis dreyfus that's the problem. It's just her involvement in the movie is unnecessary because it just brings down the pacing of the film because this movie's already at two hours and 41 minutes and there's a lot to get to and to add in this extra unnecessary subplot that we're probably going to be venturing out I, in phase five and six with with you know with vibrant this war with wakanda um i it just seemed unnecessary i we, when we were spending time with them we could have been dealing with either you know more stuff in wakanda like seeing more of winston Duke's scared and baku or spending more time with Nakia spending more time with Dora Milaje or why you draft or draft, you get such an excellent character like Michaela Coel in this movie. And she's barely in it. I, I that I don't understand either, but you know, I, I don't know that that's my biggest frustration was her, was her character involved in the film. Uh, then I'll let you go.
1: Next. That's interesting. It it didn't make me mad when I saw her, I was like, Oh, she's back. And, uh, Anna turned to me and said, Seinfeld girl. And I said, yeah, that's her. Uh, but, um, but yeah. Now that you say it, because that is one of the <clears throat> slight nitpicks, I guess that it. This one, it felt. I, I felt the runtime. Uh, I was never disinterested in anything or, or taken out really. But it by the you know two hours to the end, I was kind of like, okay, let's let's you know get to it. So um, I I do agree in retrospect that those scenes could have been cut out, uh, but. Yeah, Martin Freeman's so fun and good. And it was, I, I like seeing him back again for a little bit. Uh, even though one thing, and I know it's so small for this big movie, but when he when he finds the beads, I mean, these are like government officials that have everything tagged and looking at everything. And he's like, oh, what's this? And just immediately walks over and picks it up. And I'm like, what? They would have had the whole place searched. But anyway, whatever. I didn't think about that the first time
0: I saw it, but like on my previous rewatches, mm-hmm. I was like, Dude.
2: <laughs> what I mean, are you doing? Debris right there. And he's yeah. like, oh, let me just grab this. Oh my gosh. And they're and they're placed so perfectly. And Grant, we know why, because yeah, she, put, she bugged them, she said, but still they're play it's like too perfect, you know? Yep. And then I have another nitpick. <laughs> I don't want to get to the nitpicks, but there's one nitpick that I noticed the first time. is surprisingly Lake Bell's in the movie, which I like Lake Bell. So it's just like, oh yeah, she's in a movie. Um her gun, when she's firing, there's like too many bullets in the gun. It Thank kept... you. Okay. I thought it was just me. I was like, have she ever reloaded? Oh, <laughs> I didn't pick up on fired? that. Ring. That's funny. It's just, it's just small details I noticed. Like, that's like, wait a minute. <laughs> that's a shot. Is it a pistol, probably? Like, it wasn't too big of a nitpick for
0: me to be like, ah, oh, you know, but I was like, it's just something firing you that stand. gun a lot. This yeah. is some Call of Duty shit right here where <laughs> she
2: just keeps firing. Yeah.
0: I thought it was just Zach. Like, Thank you.
2: <laughs> but on Valentine, um, or like I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, go ahead. Wait, okay, uh, I was gonna say back uh, Julia Dreyfus character. Yeah, like at first I didn't mind it when she popped up. I was like, oh, she's right there. And then, um, and then when I talked to Rod about like opening night, I was like, yeah, okay, I I, I get it. It it was a little much, especially the scene after spoiler alert, Angela Bassett character dies. It just cuts to her. Dude, and what all. the hell I haven't seen the goddamn movie yet, man. damn it, I'm sorry. <laughs> I keep doing this. <laughs> Jesus. It cuts to like them and she makes like a quick, small joke. and like it just ruined like the it was just bad timing for me. It, it just was bad timing. Um and then my biggest problem with it was in another like pr- like a flaw I have with the movie why it's not a five star movie for me uh, is the ending. It felt like a Lord of the Rings thing where there was like five endings. Like, we all had to get, everybody had to get their art closed out. And then Ross, he gets broken out by Okoye. It just felt like so fast. And like, it just that should have been like a post credit scene or something. I don't know. It just didn't feel like it just ruined the flow of the ending for me.
0: So, uh, the ending I actually liked a lot. I, I didn't feel that, Zach, truthfully. Uh, cause I think
2: I like the I like the ending. I like I know the what you mean, scene.
0: but I'm talking. I know what you mean, though. I know yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking well, about. I just
2: ending.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. I mean, look, obviously we're going to see some sort of closure with Ri right? Into sending up her show, obviously she's going to build a new suit for her for her series. Um, God, I just love it. I love their dynamic so much. I hope we get to see them again soon in the movie. The Ross thing, I'm okay with, but now that you say a po- I mean, because if it's a post credit scene, it, it would have been it wouldn't have fit right especially if it's after that very emotional mid credit scene it wouldn't have fit at all so they kind of had no choice but or maybe
2: flip it you know make it maybe make the emotional one the end end credit scene and then that one the mid credit i don't know i'm Uh, glad there wasn't it i'm glad there wasn't an end -end credit scene
0: no i am too i am too
2: thank god dr doom was not in this damn movie (laughs) you
0: (laughs) know all those rumors and everything because like the couple months leading up to the movie, I mean, Twitter every day was basically like, "It's confirmed, Doctor Doom is in this movie. Do- it's he's here." Not I mean that. We were all getting worried. Thank, just thank you. And I think even producer Nat Moore even came out, or Nate Moore came out and said that he was, ne- he was, it was never part of the plan to have him in the movie. So <laughs> he can say it was never part of the plan. I'm sure that thought probably came up once or twice during the early draft process for the scripts.
2: I believe. Was in the movie, was gonna be in the movie before Doctor Doom was ever like considered, maybe. I think Storm was gonna be the conflict before Chadwick's passing. I think that was like one of the very early scripts of Black Panther 2.
1: That's interesting. I, yeah. Yeah. I think. Um, oh, yeah. go ahead, Ben. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, finish your thought.
0: Well, I, I was just gonna go back on that Storm thing because I, I think the original plan was to kind of have the Chala. And his difficulties of being king after the events of Endgame, after the events of the snap, that's kind of what I read. So I don't know if Storm was a part of that plan or not, Zach. I mean, you could be right. Cause I, I bet very well it could be because, I mean, look, they mentioned Mutant. They mentioned Namor is a mutant in this movie. So they very well could be. Uh, I still think there's a rights issue, though, for some reason. I, I still think they're battling some rights issues with the X-Men and how they, can, they can't, they still can't use certain characters until like 2025, I believe. So. Um, I'm curious how my Deadpool movie is going to work out. So, conversation for another day. But yeah, I, I'm just I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm happy with the story we got though. I think this was a great story to, to for Wakanda Forever. But well, let's move on from that then, and let's uh, let's move on from perform from the performances. I'm trying to think if there's any others that we missed here. Uh, I think we talked about them. Well, obviously, I, I, did you guys want to talk about Michael B. Jordan real quick? Like, I to me that he just felt like he had never. Um, the character never die. Like he is still the same old killmonger from that first movie. And I, I great, great way to uh, kind of have him as a cameo in this movie. That was a really big surprise for me. Go ahead,
1: Ben. I agree. Yeah, it was a surprise to me too. Because um, they they build it up that she's going to see uh, Ramonda in the ancestral plane, and then I was kind of thinking, I was like, well, but if she's going there, then I feel like you know we want to see chadwick there too which of course they can't do um so i was like where where are they gonna go with this so it was like double shock to see <laughs> that it was him so yeah that was, that was really good and then how we we don't get like the ending of their conversation right that's pulled up later when she's uh when shuri is battling uh namor so
0: that's right they could they go back to that conversation yeah right? she's like i'm gonna or sit, I'm gonna uh, sit or sit you know, sit over and watch him die, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Or stand over and watch him die, something like that. It's right. Very very powerful delivery mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. from Letitia, but
1: yeah. So yeah, that was that was a big surprise. I really I liked that inclusion. Uh, Zach, any thoughts on Michael B. Jordan's appearance?
2: Um, there was a part of me it was like maybe we will see not a CGI Chadwick. I don't think there were, that was ever the consideration. But I think we were gonna see it's a back of a head. I thought that was like he was gonna be standing there, and then mm-hmm. it's gonna cut away. Like mm-hmm. we won't see a conversation, but it was just gonna be in the back of his head. There was a small thought of that, but then when it was like the the throat or like the council room all flooded, I was like, okay, it's gonna be her mom, obviously. But then it was Michael B. Jordan, and I was like, holy crap! There was always rumors that he was gonna be in this movie, but I thought maybe they saved him. Because this also brings closure that he did he did die officially after the first movie, so that was good to see. Of like, so he his character is done, but seeing in the small cameo, I think that's probably the best thing we're gonna see. Because it is kind of that's always been the flaw with the first film. It's like you killed him off too soon because he was such a great villain, but there was no other way to go. I can't see him being alongside Wakanda during Thanos. There just it would not happen, but. I think it was a great cameo basically it was a great scene great powerful like surprise and the second time i saw it people gasped the first time not a lot of people gasped but the second time a lot of people did um so yeah i think it was a good scene a good like util- utilization of michael b jordan and seeing killmonger on the screen again
0: yeah the, the first time i saw opening night they got a pretty big not you know a bit of round of applause from everybody when he showed up uh Today, when I saw it, everyone was like, that's why I hate those 10 a.m. showings, Zach. I really do. Not, not Everybody's still asleep. <laughs> For re- I, seriously. I don't know. There, like is, to-
2: there, there was a moment, though, when Namor, um, when he punches uh, M'Baku, like when Mbaku's about him from the back and he, like, quickly does that. Everybody went, oh! Like, yeah. like Well,
0: that's a great segue. So let's talk about the action sequences because the action sequences here are I want to say this to Mr. Coogler. Well done, sir, because you did a much better job with the action scenes in this movie than the last movie. Well done. Well done. Well done. Very I think, creative. yeah, I was going to raise it. I think you mentioned that to me when we we're talking about it after like like very, very much influenced by Creed a lot. Um, there is one sequence in this movie that I just get straight up chills and I, it gets my blood pumping. It is that chase scene, and which leads into a fight on the bridge. yeah. Honestly, that is probably one of my favorite sequences is any of these MCU Phase Four movies we've had. Uh, I think the only action sequence I might like a little bit more is either the Shang Chi bus scene or the apartment fight between uh, Peter and, uh, <laughs> and and Norman uh, because that fight was just brutal. But this, I mean, it starts out as a great chase scene, mm-hmm. but then it, it then but then it's just turns into this brutal fight with no music and i yeah. love i love that just akoye being the badass as she is going up against what is the guy's name um namor's it's like a second or third of command let me see if wikipedia has it here atuma atuma yep there it is atuma atuma yeah, uh, yeah. i love their fight scene And then when she dislocates her shoulder, that my entire oh, "Oh," and I was like, God damn, I felt that shit. Like, oh man. Um, Well, we're very well choreographed. It really just shows you how powerful the Dormalaj are. Mm -hmm. They can whoop your ass with their eyes closed. Um, Because, I mean, she's putting up a fight against these mutants here. And I mean, she's barely breaking. Obviously, she's breaking a sweat, but it's like, you know, it's just, it's just very impressive. Uh, I, I I always love watching the Dormila, you know, in, in their action sequences. But yeah, that that fight scene and chase, I just I loved. And seeing Riri's suit for the first time, I loved that. Seeing her fly, definitely got a lot of Iron Man One vibes when Tony's flying his suit for the first time. I, there was definitely some inspiration there.
1: There's a lot of references yep. if you like to that first movie.
0: I mean even when she's going high up to take yep. down the drone, and everything I was like, oh, this is just like this his first flight test and uh, at least don't bring him back. But anyway, yeah, I I I I just love every, sing- every every single second of that sequence. It was so well done. Uh, ben, what are you next sir?
1: There was a collective gasp as well when he uh what is he like shove her into the uh, her spear that's in the bridge, and she yeah, like hits yeah, her head you, and falls back. No, that's when she oh, dislocated her shoulder. Oh, that's when yeah. the shoulder, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, okay, yeah. Then that was that was when everyone gasped, uh, the loudest apart from the end, probably, but yeah, that that I agree that that whole scene, uh, and I've only seen it the once I picked up on the no music as well, um, kind of not to compare it, but the the um dark knight rises scene with bane i always go back to that as one of the best no music action scenes uh fights funny, fight. i
0: can't stand that fight
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you, i forgot you don't like that one as much
0: well I, it's really uh, just that, all of nolan's hand-to-hand combat scenes are uh, really yeah. laughable it's just, yeah, it's yeah. just bad <laughs> i
1: don't i like the i like the speech and the breaking of the back um and that one, which I guess yeah your spirit. Older. Oh, you're done there! <laughs> yes, yep. yes, yes! Great, great, great monologue. What Thank you me. said, yeah. <laughs> uh But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was this. That scene was really good. The uh, there's well, so there's some a little spotty CGI now and then, but I don't. It was. It wasn't really with the action as much, uh except maybe the end with Shuri a couple times flipping around. It seemed a little too fluid uh or her suit seemed too shiny or something i don't know um or well especially her falling out of the, the plane too that was all the jet no that's cgi all that was practical uh okay well yeah awkward <laughs> uh but yeah and then the the, the ending well, we talked about <clears throat> excuse me the ending of the original gets a little too much <laughs> with the rhinos and everything and the train flying by, uh this one was cooler with the personal fight and then the fight on the ocean. but I feel like they they would have brought more than one ship, maybe <laughs> that was a little odd to me, just one big ship, and then they get cornered. Uh, I mean, they put up a good fight for a little bit, but then kind of get cornered uh at the end. so I don't know some some of that felt a little uh, weird, like story wise, but other than that that the action was really cool.
0: Go ahead, Zach.
1: Um, yeah,
2: y'all, y'all pretty much I agree with y'all. Um, I love the the first thing I noticed instantly was like the Creed influence that Kugler had with the mo- with the action scenes, which I appreciated. I know like the ending of the first Black Panther was is heavily criticized for the visuals of when T'Challa and Killmonger fight in the little train thing uh, with like the sonic waves, and like the visuals are very wishy washy there. Uh, So it felt like Cougar was like, all right, let's step it up. Let's do something more grounded and more personal. And I really appreciate it. It's not, surprisingly, it's not an action-heavy movie. It's a very, again, more personal movie. Um, Like, there's about, like, three to four big action scenes. And that's all I needed. I I love the story-driven nature of the movie and the character-driven narrative, but... The action scenes are great. The scene on the bridge is probably the best in the entire movie, just how brutal it is. And just how like, uh, I was not expecting that. And I always appreciate when the action scene has no music and then you just hear like the sweats and the grunts and the brutality of like the people fighting. That's always what I like. Um, the, when Namor sneaks up on Wakanda and attacks. that was a really good, impressive scene. I've been seeing a lot of people criticize the slow-mo. Like there's a lot of slow-mo in the movie fair but i will i am a 12 year old 13 year old person at heart with my like my love for film and stuff so i will always appreciate some good slow-mo it will always look cool to me so it's whatever i i liked it i like seeing that stuff um oh, ending, are people really
0: complaining about that because i didn't yeah. find it to be that much slow-mo in the movie yeah. personally like not as yeah. like when you compare it to something like jack snyder's justice league where every time wonder woman fights it's a it's a yeah. it's a slow mo sequence along with that annoying ass theme music, so I, <laughs> I, you know I I personally I didn't find it to to be that much.
2: Yeah, a lot of people there's I've been seeing people complain about the slow mo saying, This is a Snyder movie, he's the blueprint. What do y'all expect? Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: don't you disrespect Google <laughs> like that, man? Don't you <laughs> ever disrespect Google like that? How okay. dare
2: you? My bad. Um, Damn so right yeah, you're bad. Get out go (laughs) goodbye um so the namor scene was really cool um i my problem with the ending though as much as i like the big battle finale it's too reminiscent of the first movie um improvement on visuals and fight choreography but it's too much like especially this morning when i rewatched it um it felt too similar to the first movie how we had you know T'Challa and Killmonger fighting so we had Shuri Namor fighting and then we had the rest of Wakanda fighting who the enemy is at the time and it's it's kind of just very similar in the cutting aspect of how it's formatted two different completely stories two completely different motives and fights but format wise it felt very similar to me especially on the second watch. Um, not a big complaint, but it's something that it's just very noticeable. Um, but this one is very much a bigger improvement in that. It did, however, feel a bit short. Like it felt very like Namor instantly gets cut ca- like caught. <laughs> it just like is very smart on, like, is a very like he wasn't expecting it type of thing, but he instantly gets like wish uh, or like pushed around from with Iron Heart and sure yeah. captures. So it just felt very fast, Um, especially how big of a threat, how long apparently Namor's been alive. It just felt very, uh, just very quick. Maybe he's, he's, maybe he's naive because they've been in hiding for so long and stuff, but it's just something I noticed the second time. And uh but I did like Shuri's fight. I wish they had the shot from the trailer though. I love the shot where the claws like come out. They didn't have that shot in the trailer or in the movie, but I love I was shot. waiting for that shot. I was like, is it yeah. gonna happen? Is it gonna happen? I think no. that was just there to tease that it was gonna be a female Black Panther. Mm-hmm. That,
0: yeah, Marvel there, there they go again with those fake trailer shots once again.
2: That's a right. cool shot. <laughs> but I love Shuri's or Black Panther outfit. That was amazing. okay.
0: We're gonna sidetrack for a second because I want to talk about something I know Ben wants to talk about too. The introduction of Shuri's suit with Ludwig Gordon's score. I get chills every single freaking time. So good. I love <laughs> Shuri's. I guess I guess you want to call it Shuri's Black Panther theme now, or her or her, her theme. I don't know. I haven't uh, I haven't seen what what uh, what they what they listed as, as the score on on the album yet, but uh it is Ben, I get chills like straight up chills. And I remember that first time when she lands in front of the ancestors and everybody, uh, they, there was a big erupting of, of of applause in my audience opening night. When we see her in the outfit, I was like, I hope we're not all surprised that she's black Panther. I mean, it's pretty much labeled on the post that she's going to be your black, new black Panther, but it's just the way it was executed. It, yeah. God, I love that shot so much. Um, yeah, so I, I, I just want to throw that out there, that the introduction of her suit and everything and her landing in front of the elders was just, oh man, just per- executed really well.
1: The, the only thing, like I said, was the, the CGI a little bit for that for me with her falling down. But the I mean, her acting is so all good practical. after that. All practical. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, and then, the yeah, like you said, the, the music was really good at that moment. But yeah, we didn't have was- as, as big a theater reaction to that, which I was surprised. Huh. Me neither. I both times I
2: seen nobody was like, woo, yeah." yeah. No, nobody. But to be honest, I do not care. I like that. It, it. That's the thing. I was going back with like how toxic comic book fans are probably gonna, you know, call the MCU. You know what people have been saying lately. I do not feel this with this character for some reason. This one feels like it, everything just feels so different with this shirt, like this version of Shuri, and like that whole sequence. It just feels like just so powerful to me it's it's very reminiscent for some reason of wonder woman uh from the first wonder woman movie just how powerful it feels
0: all right so let's let's talk about that mcc for a second i was gonna wait till we talk about it on our state of the franchise episode we're gonna do in a couple of days but you know, look I, I think every this has definitely been a phase dominated by the woman in terms of just because uh, we've got a lot of new characters introduced and most of them have been women. I'll probably say more than half of our new main characters have probably been women. Uh, and each one of them brings something different to the table. And I haven't had a single issue with any one of them. Even Jane Foster. I can't stand that character. But uh, damn it, they made it work in Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, many problems I have that movie. She was not one of them. So I'm I'm really sick and tired of that. She, you know, that MCU, she MCC, she, whatever you want to fucking call it. annoying it's old it's childish get over it i mean look we live in a different time now guys so just 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 get over it the way i see it too zach like they've made it work they're not putting women in there just for the sake of having a woman you know be a a new comp a comic character they each bring like i said they each bring something different to the role they each are going through their own you know struggles and whatnot they all have their different beliefs ideologies whatever uh, I think the one, maybe one of the weaker ones, maybe is America Shop is because she really is just there for a plot device. But, even, but I would say her performance kind of overshadows that for me because she was really great in the role. I just hope whenever we see her again, be that a, t- a television series or an Avengers movie, that they give her more to do. But that just goes to my thing about overcrowding because I don't know when we're going to see her again because there's so much other stuff we've got going on in the MCU these days now. So I don't know when we're going to see her again. I'm very curious. but. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm kind of sick and tired of that MCU, MCU stuff. It's just. It's just old and annoying, and it's really just tiresome now at this point. So,
2: it's like it's just trolling. It's, just, I mean, like, it, it's
0: trolling, but then it's like there's another level of just being a. a people fucking, I, excuse my language, but just being a fucking asshole about it. Like it's just yeah. you're you're being fucking annoying. You're not cool for doing it. You're not cool you for hopping on that train.
2: There. Yeah. You have 10 years of male lead comic book movies in the MCU. Shut the fuck up.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And apologies to the kids listening. Blame Benjamin Saunders. It's all his fault.
1: So It's really not, though. Okay. Well, all right. So...
0: I, I do, you know, going back to that last action, I don't know how we got on that tangent there, but going back to that last action sequence, Ozak, I I actually enjoyed it, but I, yesterday and today, I definitely felt like that final battle wrapped up really quick. <laughs> Whoa, I, that wrapped up really quick, I don't know, because like the first time, you know, whenever we go see these MCU movies, the first time I always go, I never go as a, as a, as a critic or anything, I just go as an MCU fan. Do we even have to call ourselves critics? We're not critics. Shit, look, whatever. But well, you know, you guys know what I mean. But
1: the second time around, I take my notepad. And- yep. I'm <laughs> <definitely> <laughs> no,
0: actually, the- bring
2: actually. my bring my other laptop.
0: Take notes. <laughs> I, I go to
2: a dining. in I just place my little laptop on the little things. So like I don't need A&E, dude.
0: I annoy everybody me. with the brightness in my screen when I type really loudly. <laughs> how do you guys spell a Koye again? Spell check doesn't know how to spell it correctly (laughs) so anyway what are we talking about again yeah action sequences yeah so it it really i definitely did feel that Zach like the second third time around like wow that final battle really wrapped up quick but i think for me i think it just more to do with just my overall enjoyment of that sequence because i think a part of that too zach with the why i enjoyed this fight scene more than the first one Those damn rhinos in the first movie, I just couldn't
2: get off work. It was too too much, yeah. It was really laughable. Go ahead, but the T'Challa's entrance makes up for a lot of oh, so
0: such a great entrance. I don't know why I put myself on mute there. Such a great (laughs) entrance. So, um, I yeah, it's just the rhinos are just really laughable and very unnecessary. But before I forget, Ben, I forgot to mention. An actor we all love gets a name drop. We don't see him, but what is still alive. So I'm I'm curious if maybe if Dan Cool ever wants to come back to the MCU, hey, we we can still see him one more time, maybe in Black Panther 3 I'm sure he's not. I'm sure he's just riding away in a Wakandan cell somewhere, obviously. But uh, I'm I'm just curious what they did with the character. They just said that he's still alive, basically. So I'm curious well, if we see him again.
2: I don't think they're. I think. I think Thanos wiped away a lot of like um what's like what's the term I'm looking for? Like wiped away wiped away like a lot of the slate for a lot of people. So maybe he was dusted and they're just like, Oh, it's been five years. I guess you're cool with us again here. Like, cause that was the thing is Angela Bassett was like, You can go see your husband. I can't. Is like so maybe he is like just sitting chilling on a farm. I don't
0: know. I, when look, if Akoya got stripped of her rank, I'm pretty sure he's probably riding away in some cell somewhere, but she's, but he's allowed visitation, right? So she can go see him if, if she wants to. That's kind of how I saw it, Zach. But I, maybe he is chilling somewhere on the farm. I don't know. I just can't see. It's almost like a get a jail free card if he's hanging out on the farm somewhere or just chilling out with the rest of civilization. Like if you got a permanent ban from Wakanda. So well
1: now all his crops got washed away. Yeah, with the flood. So
0: back to the cell he goes then. So that being said, uh, did you guys want to talk about any of the other well speaking of that flood scene? Uh I, I enjoyed that sequence very much too. That was mm-hmm. that was a that was a fun little sequence, which <laughs> I mean we kind of we get we get you know Shuri getting rescued by Nakia. Um Shuri and um we were getting rescued by Nakia, then like five minutes later into another action sequence. I was like, "Shit, I need like another five minutes just to kind of take a break for a second. Yeah, but <laughs> well, we just went right into it, which, you know, I was fine with, but I, I wish we had like another five, to six minutes. Like I needed one more scene. I know we got that scene of them hugging of Shuri and Ramonda hugging. I kind of wanted like one more other scene of Shuri and, and the Queen together. Mm-hmm. Um, And we kind of get that with them talking through the beads and everything, but it, I still wish we get like one more emotional moment with them, but that kind of just goes to the overall thing with Shuri's character arc. Like she didn't get to see her brother pass, and now she didn't really get to—you know—she didn't really get to have that final emotional moment with her mom, which just builds all that rage. Just keeps building and building for her. So I don't know. Ben, did you want to add add on to that?
1: Uh, no, that was that was really good. Yeah, okay. that that flood scene was really cool. <laughs> yeah, that I was agree. a lot of fun. Yeah.
2: i was gonna Jack. i was gonna say real quick about shuri um well, i'm surprised we haven't talked about the f- 10 minutes the beginning of the movie <laughs> i don't
0: want to start crying again man that's not, yeah, honestly that's a <laughs> yeah
2: it's a very emotional 10 minutes um but i like there's another there's a little small arc that i like or it's not small it's like it's just attached to her overall character because in the beginning, I didn't really, you know, stuff is happening so fast. They bring, like, the real-life aspect of an uh, illness on uh, T'Challa. So she's trying, I just, I realized the second time that she's trying to recreate there the heart-shaped thing, the flower. She's trying to recreate it there for him and to save his life and stuff. And I didn't realize that until, again, this, when I saw it the second time, but... This whole time, she's been trying to recreate it, and that's why she stalled a whole year of not doing it, the formula to try and get it down right, because that's part of her arc of, like, she couldn't... She's one of the most smart... She's one of the smartest people ever, and has created so much technology for Wakanda, but she couldn't save her brother. That, it hit hard. It really, like, the second watch, it hit hard on... Now you know, like, what her arc is in the movie. When you go revisit it in a different light, it does hit harder a second time. Something
0: I do want to talk about. Speaking of arcs, uh, we haven't really touched on Namor, kind of his and Telecon itself. I I thought I liked the entire sequence of just visiting his homeworld and kind of seeing where he comes from. I think we really needed that time. I a part of me feels like they spent a little too much time there. Um, I think they could have cut some scenes out. I think some sometimes it got a little repetitive. But when she gets in, like, there was a funny joke. I did like between him where she's like, I would like to see your home world. And it's like, well, you know, you can go in that and you know, all the blood in your body, you know, all the bones, in your body will burst or whatever. Or we have a suit it's right over here. We have a few, I, I don't know. That was just really good comedic timing uh, mm-hmm. on his part, but it goes back to what Zach and I were talking about off screen before we started recording, just the lighting is it was a mess in this movie. I felt like it was kind of hard to see sometimes some stuff. And I felt like, the underwater kingdom or telecon was a little too dark. I don't know if you guys felt that too. Um, just for me personally, I was like, it's nice, it's beautiful. I wish I could see it more. It's a little, 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 little dark. What I did do though, I am I'm, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it's going to happen in phase five, but I'm pretty sure in phase six or probably more in the mutant Sock. we're, we're going to get that name more series. We're definitely going to get it. Whether it's going to be a movie or a series, I, I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be a series, but I, we're definitely going to get a name or a series. I don't think you spend that much time in Telecom and not do something with that character later on as I stand on yeah. Thing. So, uh, Ben, what were kind of your overall feelings with everything we saw in Telecom?
1: Yeah, I, I agree. It went on a little too long. I like that we went there and saw the place, <laughs> and yeah, he's talking about bringing the did he say, bring the sun to his people, and he had that, the ball of light going up and stuff. It it looked cool for what we could see. Uh, it did, I, and I have no suggestions to how other way to do this, but it did take me out a little bit when. And I know it's just comic books, but it, him, uh, flying or you know swimming through the water with his winged feet, and she's in this huge mecha suit going through a Finding Nemo <laughs> speed tunnel. And you just see her little face inside yeah. the suit yeah, and yes. going, wow. I was I'm like, not what, the only what one are we one, doing?
2: Okay. Yeah. It did like a little too. Uh, that's uh, the thing. This movie is a little goofy. Especially yeah. when they get that's beamed good. up. I don't know why. Like when they get beamed up, they're just sitting so still. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it brings the charm of comic books. That's the Yeah. Thing. The only yeah, part
0: I, I laughed with the wing feet was... When you see him as a child and he starts, yeah. like, rising up, I was like, okay, I can't anymore.
2: It's just too goofy. But, this, but to be honest, that brings a positive to me, especially towards the end. Like, it's a very comedical thing, like, from an audience standpoint of a wing-feet man. Especially, you know, like we were talking about with the child. But it comes to play in a positive way in the end with that final battle when she cuts the wings Yeah, just cutting the wings alone was brutal. Like it's not real, but it looks so gruesome.
0: Okay, so I'm not gonna lie. I actually did grab my foot for a second when that happened. I was like, "Oh
2: shit! Ow! (laughs) Damn!
0: What the hell?"
2: (laughs) I know you hate the movie, but it's like an X Men three with Angel when he's like getting the wings out. It 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 just like for it's like a good like way of like using body, like just a like building that type of thing. I don't know. I I thought was brutal.
1: Yep, I agree yeah true, true, um, but yeah, they and then the the yeah, her getting to see his home world and talking to him there and stuff I thought was good, and uh maybe not necessary, but it helped the plot along, I thought, but we do spend a lot of time there, and then I feel like the breakout was kind of simple, <laughs> um, but. Again, I don't know how really to make that um, more realistic or more engaging or whatever, because it, the runtime was long already, so
2: I kind of understand as well. Uh, have an octopus play the drums and just... True. I was waiting for that. Waiting for it. Uh, but my... I, I actually... So, the first time that's where I kind of felt the runtime was during those scenes. But the second time I actually like really liked hearing. Um, Namor talk about his people and like his backstory. It was really paced good for me for some reason, the second time. Um, but after like the kind of the goofiness we we're saying like her in the suit, in the mecha suit, when they're talking one-on-one afterwards and they're like, I, f- I forgot the conversation they're having, but they're just talking one-on-one. It was like really, really great just dialogue. And that's, like, the script is really rich here. And I think that what kind of makes up for a lot of the flaws for me and the goofiness at times.
0: No, oh, the, okay. them just talking. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: I, I was going to say, so one of the biggest complaints people have been having with the MCU as of late is the jokes. This one had jokes, but they were so cut back. And I really appreciated that. Like, the jokes hit at times here. But there, was one, there wasn't really one that really missed because there weren't really a lot of jokes to be said there. And I think with such a serious subject matter, especially with Chadwick, I'm so thankful they did not like go to like a love and thunder route, which that is technically a comedy movie. So they really, it's a different thing, but it still shaped the MCU of like making it something more serious and grounded.
1: Well,
0: you know, people have been saying, and I kind of agree, like, this is kind of a return back to the MCU that we all love. And, you know, I, I agree to an extent. I just think we kind of hit a rough patch. I mean, even though I enjoyed She-Hulk, I understand a lot of people didn't. Um, but well, we kind of hit a rough patch with you know two kind of comedies back to back with Thor: Love and Thunder and She-Hulk. And a lot of people were kind of disappointed with that. So I, I it was never a worry for me that we were gonna get comedy, um, or a lot of comedy in this because I when we saw that first, trial, I was like, Okay, this is gonna be a very serious, very heavy drama kind of a film. Um yeah, I I while you were saying that Zach, I was like thinking there isn't a joke in here. I don't really think didn't work for me. I think everything kind of hit for the most part. I think maybe the Valentina stuff. Maybe Probably, I think you know the the joke about what was what was it? What was it when he when they're in the kitchen talking? That that Olive. stuff didn't work.
2: Yeah. Um, Olive oil was expired or something. Yeah. Oh just, yeah.
0: Stupid, but. Uh, that was more about placement of a joke than anything else. And it yeah. came right after the queen's funeral. So, um, yeah, know, they did, my, Google did a really good job of balancing everything out.
1: My two favorites, I think, were uh, bald-headed demon. Love that joke. It's so good. <laughs> I was like out of nowhere. That's really funny. Uh, and then the other one. Oh, when the, the dorm room scene, when they're... Uh, they're, they're gonna leave her right and they're like good luck with your heater yeah it's uh, <laughs> like walking out that, that, that entire, scene entire is really sequence
0: good. is so good just well set up and everything i such a great scene and just all three of them just interacting all you know the banter between all three of them was just so good
2: yeah i i like the joke even though i like i just complained about the scene of being in the ending i still like the joke akoya says to uh ross of like a colonizer in chains i have ser- mm. seen everything now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really good time timely joke.
0: So I like I'm curious where they're gonna take his character though, because I I'm he is in Secret Invasion. So I'm wondering if he's gonna hide out in Wakanda for a little bit and then he's gonna go off and do this thing or what. I'm I'm just curious where they're gonna take Ross. Because it seems like now we have two different plots going on. We're gonna have the multiverse stuff, obviously with kind of the Ant-Man the Wasp, Quantumania, stuff like that, and then we're gonna have this stuff on the ground, right? So I'm curious how both these storylines are going to all kind of connect when we get to King Dynasty and Secret Wars. I, I, I'm just I'm very curious, and I'm curious, you know, kind of what characters get sidelined these Avengers movies and stuff because, shit, the Avengers could they they could use Namor when it comes to King Dynasty and Secret Wars, shit, they they. It seems like Namor's army is just ever growing. I was like, I know you have, a, you said you had a lot of people in your army, but shit, you got a lot of freaking people in your army. I mean, it just kept coming. I don't know. It, 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 that kind of bugged me. They just people just kept on coming. I was like,
2: what the hell? Go ahead. Zach. So, okay, I'm not. I still. This is a 4.5 out of five movie for me, but this is a small dip. Pig. I wish they explored it more. The siren song stuff. Like I thought yeah. that was yeah a- at first. And then they built, and then they did it again, and it was never, like, how is that possible? Like, what, like, I wish they explained it when Namor was, like, going on. It's like, well, we found another way to, like, control people's minds with, like, a siren song. And as, like, a mermaid fan of, like, the like a natural terrifying mermaid and how they are, uh, I I appreciate the siren stuff, but I just wish it would explore more.
0: That was kind of one of those things, I was like, you know, it's a comic movie, they can't explain everything. I'm just going (laughs) to let this be whatever.
2: So, oh, I have a few I questions. Need, I need the Siren Song extended cut where it's 3 hours and 50 minutes <laughs> playing every little thing in my movie.
1: No you don't, Zach. No you don't. <laughs> anyway, the uh so they that okay, they have the same plant as the heart-shaped herb or well, yeah, it is a plant. Uh that came from the meteor. Is this right? That the
0: uh well, they didn't the really people like the ever-growing suspicion is there was another meteor that showed that that landed. So I'm guessing that's probably kind of how they got there. That's the assumption.
1: Okay, so they, I don't know. It's just weird to me that they. It's a it's a similar type thing, at least. But then they ate it and all became water people. So it's the blue
2: flower and there's a purple flower. Oh, two different. I'm
0: just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it kind of goes back to that thing, Ben, of you can't really explain it because they're never. I they're, want they're, the three they're,
1: they're hour never, and fifty
0: minutes. Like I said, ben,
1: but so this. okay, but then okay, so if they're different, then then uh, why
0: blue? <laughs> Is that where you're going with yeah, this?
1: Well, well, Shuri <laughs> used it to make the synthetic herb. For her to get powers. So they're they're similar in construct, I guess. That's what helped well, her. She
0: also used a bunch of DNA from her brother. She used, a, she used a bunch of other different variables to create her herb. That the...
1: That
2: she didn't use the herb that they took. What she used was on the bracelet. I caught it up on the dialogue what she said. at sea. It was is a bracelet made of pure vibranium. Like it's it was made from like the meteor vibranium. So it's not technically like the same type of the herb they took. It's just pure vibranium. That was like that's basically it. So that's what you've got from that. And then don't they have
1: out. vibranium in Wakanda?
2: But it's pure vibranium. <laughs> oh. Okay. Emphasis on pure, pure, pure vibranium. Oh, not okay. artificial vibe, not processed, <laughs> <vibrancy>. <laughs> organic, essential. Yeah, Mart- not that you can't
0: you find it at Whole Foods and Target and stuff like that. Now,
1: <laughs> okay, okay, I got it. yeah, that makes a little more sense. Uh, and then the other thing with the uh, Namor's people wanted to, so they wanted Wakanda's help to get Riri. Who is the one person in the entire world that um, they, they want to keep safe or whatever that has the knowledge? Mm-hmm. But then they go after her anyway and then end up like fighting the Wakandans? Or is that just like political stuff?
0: Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Say that one more time. <laughs>
1: answer my question no uh so they (laughs) damn it Ron! answer my goddamn question don't wait for the teleprompter answer my question uh the answer is politics (laughs) okay because in the so so what i'm saying is they they went to i i was thinking that they were not weaker but they they wanted help from the wakandans um to to find the location maybe that's all they needed the location of Riri no they wanted
0: they wanted to bring, they wanted the Wakandans to bring Riri to them they were Namor was them. leaving it up Namor was leaving it up to the Wakandans to bring the scientists to them
1: okay well but then okay. the rest of the movie he brags about how big his army is so why didn't they just do it themselves they, okay. what what they gotta
0: do man shit Liberty they song, gotta
2: to to do that <laughs> shit they want to keep like their existence still a secret Correct. So they're trying their best to like be discreet. So everybody, and like since everybody's already blaming the Wakandans, Wakandans for uh, that uh, base attack in the beginning, uh-huh. um, they're using that as a ploy to like basically Leverage. it's a threat. It's like you either do this or we kill y'all. So basically,
1: take, care, take all your vibranium. So what? Uh, okay. And then he acts like at the end that they're good, but then. His discussion with Namora, uh, yeah, it's just a just a ploy, yeah, a cover. Okay, I just want a confirmation on that. Okay,
2: very anti hero of like, like, this is just a ploy that we're using them, but also, I'm not fully evil, I just love my people. I think he yeah, will always,
0: yeah. I don't think he likes the Wakonas, but I think he'll always have that respect for Shuri because she spared his life, um, yeah.
2: Hence the, mur- the mural he was making with the Correct. Uh, actual Black Panther.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So I, I don't think okay. those two will have any beef, but I think his, you know, I'm curious if the sur- I'm sure eventually the surface world, the surface world, the you know rest of the world will figure out who the Talokan are and stuff like that. When I don't know, don't care, but you know, yeah. I'm sure he'll, you know, I'm sure I'll find a good way to to bring him in to the rest of the MCU or to the you know, Avengers and all that stuff
2: but I just yeah. I, I just think this earth does not care. I like we've been snapped away I, another There's celestial. I didn't there look. Too much. There is yeah. a giant celestial and we're
0: all just <laughs> Thank like you. Oh, you know what Thank it's a you. typical Tuesday. I mean yeah. I'm I'm curious like when people are on planes and they like, "Oh, look at that. Tim, look. I like a giant celestial." Oh, they shit. probably
2: do when they're crossing <laughs> that ocean yeah. like
0: look to your right people, you will
1: see that <laughs>
0: Now, if the Avengers are still around, maybe they can come and get rid of this shit. But since the Avengers aren't around, this is just gonna be a national landmark now. So I, I don't know. Shit.
2: I Until so. we can get official recast on general uh what's what's the dude? Harry S Ross? Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, Ross. Until we get official recast, this is just stuck here.
0: Oh boy. Yeah, it's just it's just gotta be my eternal sequel. I need it. I need it. I wonder if that celestial's still there. Actually,
1: I think it was pretty big. Sure, it is. I
2: don't know. This... I just want more than uh, Harry Styles. I'm just kidding.
0: Okay, you better be. So, <laughs> let's talk about the post-credit scene and kind of maybe what what it means for the future as we start to wrap up this conversation, gentlemen. Um, you know, we've seen stuff go around, and I hate I hate this. I think I forget who I was talking about this on Instagram. Um, but I you know, when you hear stuff from the premiere and stuff, and then we've talked about this before on the podcast too of like best post-credit scene since the last movie, <laughs> best post credit <laughs> scene since last week, best post credit scene ever of all post-credit scenes ever, all time in the name of the MCU. I mean, it's just it's it's ridiculous. What about, the, what the, what about the movie, Rod? What about the movie? One movie. It's all about the post credit oh, yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's all about... Now, in the this case this one,
1: one, changes everything.
0: Yeah, this is a game changer for the MCU <laughs> if there ever was one, ladies and gentlemen. Like that homecoming post credit scene. Never to we still have... we still have no idea where the Hell Scorpion is. Oh wait, because <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, what a life's greatest mysteries is uh, that homecoming post credit scene or mid credit scene, I guess. But yeah. We heard a lot about most emotional mid-credit scene, best mid-credit scene of Phase Four, all this good stuff. And you know, coming out of premiere, I think Ben, I think it was what, last year when everyone was freaking out about the Shang Chi post-credit scene. Like, oh, greatest post-credit yeah. scene since Shawarma. Hell to the yes! It's it's fantastic. And, you know, I like the post-credit scene. I remember telling you that I was like, you know, you I can be jumping up and down. I mean, I enjoy right. the scene very much. But, I mean, shit, I. You Know so I would be we need to relax and calm down. People come out of these premieres and stuff because I think and I think people are starting to catch on. I think people are starting to catch on. That. They're not taking everything from the premieres for granted, you know, or you know, seriously, whatever. But it was a very emotional uh, mid-credit scene, very well done. Uh I I I still prefer the uh She-Hulk post-credit scene, the first the first episode of She-Hulk with the Captain America fucks. I I was just that was perfect. Um, but it's a, it's a very, very good mid credit scene. And it felt more like the end ending to the movie than the actual ending of the movie. Um, you know, we can remember talking about earlier with, you know, young T'Challa and everything. I also too, before we talk about T'Challa, this also, this movie kind of felt like, even though we're going to see more of Wakanda, it almost felt like a goodbye to Wakanda in a way. I don't know why. I kind of got that vibe a little bit, like this was the last time we were gonna see these characters. Hmm. Uh, and it kind of goes back to Zach, what you were saying early about everyone's art kind of got wrapped up. <laughs> and that's kind of why I felt that way or feel that way of like, man, when are we gonna see Wakanda again? Because this felt like a finality to everything. Um but I, I I go on that point. I felt like I don't know if we're ever gonna see Nikita Uh, Nikita. uh yeah, Nakia again. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what more they're gonna do with her character for right now. Uh, that's such a shame, but I'm <laughs> sure will find some way. But yeah, it's a it's a very beautiful post credit scene, a great tribute once again to Chadwick and everything. Of they kind of did in a way keep the legend of the T'Challa going with his son now. So you know, obviously, if he wants to be king eventually, you know, he has that option too. And that he's ting, you know some, Prince T'Challa, son of King T'Challa, and all that stuff. So i actually feel like though they're going to keep him hidden as long as possible i don't think i i think she's going to do the best she can to keep him away from wakanda keep him away from that pressure just let him be a kid let him live a life so i kind of and i kind of hope they do that because i want Shuri to be our black panther i want Mbaku to be our king um that's just kind of the way i i saw but it was a very very well done mid credit scene and i just kind of love that that you know, Sherry's crying and 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 also smiling at the same time as the screen fades to black and everything. The credits roll. It was it was well done. Uh, ben, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I liked it a lot too. Uh, very sweet um, and and carrying on the legacy. Uh, is is he a character, or I guess T'Challa Junior, the second uh, a character in the comics? Promise yes, I, I,
0: I believe so. I believe he has a son okay. in the comics.
1: And maybe because I didn't
0: read too much Black Panther comics, so
1: okay, I uh, I I, I just I took it as like very sweet when they they he said you know his real name is T'Challa, and I was like oh, but people in the theater like gasped and were like (gasps) no way, and I was like oh, is this hinting at something that's coming? And I I mean I understand he may grow up to be Black Panther and take over, but. I don't know. I took it as more of a sweet thing, but some people were like, "Oh my gosh, this is crazy." So, but I I did really enjoy it.
2: <clears throat> okay, go ahead, Jack.
1: So, T'Challa he has a son
2: in the comics, and it's with Storm, not Nakia.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank okay. you, Jack. Thank you. I was going to say that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jack.
2: So I think yeah that that leads back to what I was saying. Maybe like the early well, it was it was like way it was like early twenty twenty. When it was like really, really pre-production of like Storm being in the uh, movie, I think it was gonna lead to T'Challa's Storm, like the conflict of that and uh, having feelings for her and stuff.
0: It's it's just it's it just you know kind of it gets me sad though, like what you know the movie we probably would have gotten, and you know seeing what T'Challa would have gone through in a post Endgame world and everything and. I don't know if they would have bought in Storm because I think there was still some unresolved stuff with him and, and Nakia that we could have explored in this movie too. Um, but who knows? Who knows, Zach? Who knows what they could have done? So, uh, like, like, like we've been saying all this whole episode though, Kugler did one hell of a job with with, with this movie. So, um, Zach, do you have any, any other thoughts on the mid credit scene?
2: Uh, it was very emotional. I was not expecting it because I actually do like the actual ending of the movie. I like the shot of Shuri on the beach. It's very, mm-hmm. again, a very cathartic ending to such a long, grand story. And for Shuri's mm-hmm. arc, um, I, I just have questions of like, okay, because I really, like we were saying, I really want Shuri to be Black Panther for a good while. I want her mm-hmm. to be the Black Panther because you do this whole <laughs> two-hour, 40-minute movie just for a 20-minute fight scene when Namor, that's about it, and we're never going to see her again as Black Panther because now T'Challa has a son. It, it, I, I don't know. I just, I just It's just, like, up in the air on that aspect of the future, but it's, it's a very sweet continuation of Chadwick's T'Challa into his son. So I think that it's honestly, it, it's hard, like, it's very unfortunate what happened with Chad, like, just the circumstances and everything, but Kugler just did the impossible and like did the perfect where you get the con book of Sherry being Black Panther and now you continue, you could continue the mantle of Black Panther for years to come, like T'Challa with his son. It's it just, it was just like the, there's no other ending that could have be been more perfect than this.
1: Okay.
0: All right. Uh, as we start to wrap this up, you know, we are kind of this, I started saying in the beginning, this is kind of a conclusion to phase four. And, you know, it kind of goes with the theme of what the phase four has really been. Which is about, you know, loss and grief and moving on and new beginnings. And, and every phase, I, I thought about this today, too. Like every phase four movie has dealt with some form of loss. Look at Black Widow. Yelena lost a sister. You look at Shang-Chi. He lost, you know, Shang-Chi lost his father and his mother. Right. And. And all that stuff um eternals their family is broken forever is forever broken now um multiverse of madness Wanda dealing with the loss of her kids uh no way home peter loses everything right Aunt, but peter i mean peter has lost something in every single movie he's been in so i mean he, i mean uncle ben which they haven't really referenced uh, other than the Suitcase in the, uh, I think, in uh, what was it, Far From Home, Ben, with the suitcase of Ben Parker, Mm -hmm. and then, of course, you know, everyone doesn't know who he is anymore, so he's lost his relationships with everyone who's still around. He lost his mentor, his father figure, Tony Stark, lost his aunt.
2: If my Spider Man is not the most depressed, broken down Spider Man living in a broke ass apartment, then I don't want him. But you're Spider Man. Like,
0: Hold on. No, your Spider Man <laughs> is Andrew Garfield.
2: Shut yeah. down. No, 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 no. But the last time we saw him before No Way Home, he was very broken. So I am playing into that. You're Spider Man. I
0: don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear that coming. Neither from you or Ben. Not, uh, no, absolutely not. I will not accept this slander. Abs. Hell no. But anyway, back to what I was saying in my speech here. Um,
2: but also Thor Love and Thunder, that was a lot of grief that is very underrated. Yes,
0: you know, Screaming Goats and all that stuff. Yeah, no, no, no uh, Thor losing Jane. I mean, Thor loses everybody every five seconds. So, I mean, he, him and Peter have probably lost the most, and Wanda are probably the few characters that have lost the most in the MCU to this point. And then you can probably add Shuri to that list now, too.
2: With, with Gamora, his dad, and uh, his mom.
0: Okay, like I said, Peter lost a lot more,
2: but he got he has Kevin Bacon now, so it's okay.
0: Exactly, yeah. So he'll be okay. He'll and he'll uh,
1: Tony Stark too.
0: in terms of like losing people,
1: as as a reminder,
0: yeah, yeah. no, Tony's lost a lot too. Tony has lost a lot. Uh,
1: Everybody's broken. That's the bottom line. I mean, it
0: is, it's a broken it's a broken universe, man. It's a broken universe.
1: And that's why it's so funny these days
0: yep <laughs> dun, 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 dun. so yeah i mean this this whole this whole phase four has dealt with a lot of like loss and grief and i and i think some of the best mcu movies or at least my favorite mcu movies have explored those really really well i just hope now as we enter this next phase guys you know, I I I'm, I, I was fine within Phase Four of like bringing up Endgame and Infinity War and all that stuff because it's still relevant. And you know, of course, when something like that happens, you're gonna you know bring it up a lot to me. It's a massive event, but I hope as we enter Phase Five, we can kind of each each one of these movies, even though there's a lot of loss, there's also new beginnings for these characters. So I hope that's what Phase Five brings to us too. Is like new beginnings, so we can kind of get past the snap. And the or the blip now and bringing everyone back. I I kind of hope we can get past all that and just move on. Uh, I'll be okay with the with the at with the mention here or there, but I kind of just want to move on with these new beginnings now um, as we as we push forward. But I'll get more into that when we talk about our state of the you know franchise episode uh, soon. But Ben, is there kind of did you want to elaborate on anything I said or you have any other closing thoughts? To kind of as a wrap up of phase four.
1: Uh, I felt like a yeah, good. Closing film, we get closure, but also the you know celebration uh, of of life as well, and uh, yeah, he I mean, he summed it up pretty well. The yeah, it was it was like I said at the beginning, it was it was funny, but then also um, and enjoyable with the action and everything, but really really personal as well and and hard hitting. So it was great to have that expert balance between all that and uh but, and, and incredible the uh, I, I have some all nitpicks and stuff as i said and maybe not full understanding of the story but it's it's it really is crafted so well the performances and script uh are really incredible and uh hope to see more like this in the future
0: i think ben your your mm-hmm. you know your, your help with understanding the story better will help with yeah, I yeah. think the, the two rewatches that I've been, it's definitely helped my overall enjoyment of the movie and experience and everything. So, this is a movie, this is definitely one of those MCU movies where you kind of have to see at least one or two more times uh, just to kind of really comprehend and gather everything because it's it is a lot of movie. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach, anything else you wanted to add? Kind of as a wrap up to phase four and everything.
2: Um, so I. I have a very, uh, apparently a hot take that I think Phase 4 is the best phase in the MCU. Uh, It is a hot take. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I just think, I don't know. I like characters that deal with loss, as messed up as it sounds. It just brings the best out of heroes. And as Phase 4 showed, the worst. Look at Wanda. She turned to a complete villain in Multiverse of Madness. That's what I've been I That arc mention. has been
0: building since Age of Ultron, though. I <laughs> mean, that true. has been building for a while.
2: <laughs> that's very true. But one thing I was going to mention that I just forgot is how this and how Wanda and Shuri's arc, they can be very... they can seem very similar on vengeance and wanting and, like, just angry at the world for taking what they lost and stuff. And I think it just shows different sides of grief. And everybody's criticized how Wanda just quickly snapped and, like went against the world and killed all those people and stuff and uh commentage and all that but like sherry literally wanted to do the same thing you know she literally wanted to kill namor and did not care about his people for that split second but it just shows that these characters are very different from each other but they show but they share share similar beliefs i just think throughout phase four it just deals with grief differently look at thor the much of he lost and but gaining uh we don't know like I forgot the character's name, but you know, love technically like love and thunder because he's thunder and the daughter that he takes from uh, Gore is love. So it just deals with grief differently with Faith. I know we're gonna talk about it in the next pod you said about like the end of Phase Four and like the future and stuff, but I just love this phase so much what is done with like grief and everything and ending this one in the most cathartic note possible is very heartwarming. Um, especially with something so real. That's the thing. This story is so damn real and you feel it throughout. Everybody's missing Chadwick. It's a giant tribute to him and stuff and with such a cathartic ending of moving on and how well, there's a line Angela Bassett says in the movie that really stuck with me is, I think, as she was saying to Nakia of like, you know better than anyone that the uh, that death in our cultural death is not the end. And I think that says a lot about the future phases.
0: I'm glad you said that because I want to bring this up because I've seen some people complain about the handling of the funeral, uh-huh. and I that line, that line really uh, kind of bring you know proves my point about the, the or proves their point about the the, the the way that scene was executed in the way of like it's more of a
2: celebration of a
0: celebration of his life more than yeah. i'm glad it wasn't just mourning and sadness because we would just been crying for another like god knows how long and,
2: i think it's a it's a cultural thing too right life. And i don't
0: think some people are, i think some people are missing that point
2: it really is because in america like death is like one like a funeral is like supposed to be this big gloomy thing and a lot of countries, it's not, and, like, I, I'm lean, I'm more towards that of, like, celebration of death, or not, you know, celebrate someone's, but, you know, celebration of their life. I'd <laughs> rather have that than everybody crying at a funeral. That's just me, personally. So seeing that, I, I, I expected that with the, like, based off the trailer, I knew that's how they were going to do the funeral, and I really appreciate going that route, because it just, it felt more natural to me, especially celebrating someone like Chadwick and T'Challa, the character of T'Challa.
0: Also, too, I love uh, when Sherry finally decides to burn her, her printer off it. We we get that quiet moment of all the stuff, the archive footage from Chadwick Boseman and them together. And I started, I was, ah, man, I I did some tissues, dude. I was crying. So I was crying really bad at that point. Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, we've all kind of said, like, it's definitely MC's most emotional movie to date uh I certainly haven't been this emotional MCU movie. Again. No way home got me close. Eternals got me close, but I think en- End Game and this are like neck and neck in terms of just getting me just in a range of a lot of emotions—from just happy to crying to happy again to crying again. It just that way that roller coaster of emotions, in all the best ways, right? So, you know, I am. Grateful, and I'm I'm very happy that Krugler gave us this film. I'm glad this was the last film in the MCU to kind of, or the last film in Phase Four to close everything out. Because guys, can you imagine? Now I was talking about this with a buddy of mine after we saw this on the Thursday night. Like, can you imagine the uproar if the roles were, if the releases were switched, and Thor: Love and Thunder was the last movie to come out? Good Lord, I mean, you would not hear the end of it from the fans quote unquote fans and everything. I mean, there will be a lot of question marks about um the MCU if this the was the last the movie. you hmm And then look, I love the John Campia show. But they said something on Friday. I've been i forgot to send this to you then that really pissed me off so much. They were like, is a it's it's a cause for concern when 86% of Rotten Tomatoes is your highest uh uh Rating for a phase, I was like, well, first of all, it's actually a 93% from No Way Home. Second of all, are we really going to start complaining about an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes and <laughs> we need this, a cause for concern? What is happening? What, what wow. is going on with that? And I'm going to do a bigger rant about this on the next episode, but Jesus Christ. Like, ben, I, really? 86% every, Cause for concern. Cause I think now, Zach, it's like at a, what, 84% now or something like that on Rotten Tomatoes? But the audience score
2: is very high. I think it's a 92, 93%, if I'm not mistaken. But like but also She-Hulk has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, too, I think. You know, and I'm
0: glad you said that because most of those reviews have come from like the first couple of episodes. I don't think a lot of those reviews have taken into credit the entire the series as a
2: whole. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> I, I people need to take like the TV series, Rotten Tomato scores a little less seriously because they only get to see a certain amount of episodes before they put out the reviews. So People didn't take that into consideration, but as far as like the film, like films go, look, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness have like a seventy four percent, No Way Home and Shang Chi are like in the high nineties. Eternals, yeah, forty seven. But it, I it, even ben, even someone like Ben who who's not as a big a fan as like me and Zach are still thinks it's a it's better than a forty seven percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And um, what am I missing? I think what Duck, Widow, Ben and Zach it's like a set it's in the high seventies as well. And uh, Full Love and Thunder is in the in the 60s mid 60s i think so like we were saying that it's like it's been an experimental phase and i'm glad they took their risk i'm glad i took their chances they needed to right they needed a clean slate but they also need to take some risks and be different than what they what the previous phases were so we'll go into that more on the next episode we'll have a bigger discussion about it but you know as we wrap up here uh, ben, you said you weren't really ready to rank it. I'm actually still kind of having trouble Ben myself in where I place this in terms of like in like my overall MCU ranking. In terms of Phase Four, Ben, though, I I have I still have Eternals and No Way Home as like my, my top two, and then I have like Shang Chi and and Wakanda Forever kind of like in a tie for like third and fourth place right now in terms of which one I like more. But that's just a testament to Wakanda Forever and and just how great because I love Shang Chi, but this is just. And they're 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 two different, very different films as well. So uh, that's kind of how I see it in terms of my Phase Four film rankings right now. Um, You know, when we do our MCU year in review, Ben, we're we're probably just going to do a big old Phase Four ranking tier ranking. Uh, I think that'll be a lot of fun just to kind of do a breakdown on Phase Four with a holiday special, obviously. But Zach, do you kind of have an idea maybe where you would place this in your MCU or or overall or just Phase Four?
2: Not at all, man. Um, I really want to watch the first film again. I know it's a completely different film, uh, from this one. But I really want to rewatch that because that used to be a top five MCU movie for me for a long time, and um, it's kind of gone down with all like the new Phase Four projects. Uh, I can't think of an MCU. I might do like posts later on, uh, with Phase Four and stuff on my personal page, but I I can't think of any. Like, I know it's a top ten. It's definitely a top ten movie. It's just Phase Four has just been so good to me. I like where the directions are going. And that's the thing. Four, ranking the phase four movies on their own is so hard. Multiverse of madness, I think, will always be number one for me in this phase, for much I love it. Um I think this is probably number three. I gotta rewatch Eternals again. I remember the last time I watched Eternals, I kind of felt the weight the long the runtime of that one. And I kind of like bogged down the pace, like the pacing of it kind of bogged down my rating or like my personal love for it. But with No Way Home, that's just a big nostalgic ride. So I can't, like, there's a lot of flaws in that one for me now, but I love just how good and, like, nostalgic it is. Oh,
0: cool. you too, now, huh?
2: Oh, okay. I see how uh, it is. <laughs> there. <laughs> no. Uh, but this one, I, honestly, I think if I I'm, I want to see it again already, it's just such an emotional, draining movie. Um, this that could is. be, I think it's going to be maybe number two or three. It's definitely top three for phase four
0: yeah I I just I, I just love the turtles that that family group dynamic and just the way it expands the world of the MCU I just I can't I I just love that movie to pieces it and no way home I think no way home for me Zach it's a nostalgia trip but it's also just such a great character Jennifer Peter unlike anything we've ever seen from previous Spider-Man films before like he really goes through the ringer in this one I always appreciate and love that because if they didn't have that and it was just a nostalgia trip it would probably be lower on my list Well, because he had that emotional impact you know but we'll talk about that in the next episode as i've been saying for the past half hour so as we wrap up uh ben any uh working the people find us oh wait oh i gotta go zach first zach where can the good people find you online my friend
2: you can find me on letterbox at zach um i post reviews all the time on there um i like using that more in the instagram because i literally log everything i watch and i do it immediately after i watch it so if you want to keep over like what think about movies constantly that would be the best platform uh instagram is the horror enthusiast with three r's and horror so h-o-r-r-r-o-r um and yeah that's where you can find me
0: benjamin we're sort of back not really all the way back to doing weekly episodes i'm kind of liking this new structure honestly I'm not gonna lie but where can people find us online then?
1: You can find us on Instagram at The Infinity Film Podcast, and you can email us with your thoughts on Black Panther Wakanda Forever and what your favorite movie of Phase 4 was now or after our next episode. Uh, email us at rb.theinfinityfilmpodcast.gmail.com. That's rb, like Rod Ben, dot
0: all right and yeah you guys definitely want to check out our next episode we're going to be talking about all the kind of the big three franchises and kind of our worries and concerns but also hopes for the future uh so big three meeting star wars dc and then of course the marvel cinematic universe so that'll be a lengthy conversation and zach will be back with that one plus another guest as well so stick for it look forward to that um in the coming weeks and then you know it's come to the end of the year so we're gonna be doing a lot of like year reviews and our Best of the year already. I feel like we just did that for last year's films. I don't know. This this year just flew by, man. It really yeah. did. Yep. Uh, so let's look forward to that. And oh, last question I want to ask you guys: If this film, because we saw Black Panther get nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture and a lot of other stuff, I think this film's chances for Best Picture are slim to none. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen this time around. However, I see costume design. I think it's already got the win. I think costume design. It's all man. It's going to get it. Ben, I hope Ludwig gets a nomination. I really love his score here. Uh, By the way, what were your thoughts on that score? You always talk about score, and we haven't haven't talked about it. What were your thoughts on the score real quick?
1: Yeah, I know. I haven't really listened to it uh, outside the movie. Uh, I actually have it queued up to listen to, and and, uh, there's a review site that I like reading about it. Uh, But it... uh, I I liked it. it. It wasn't as good or as Memorable right now as the first movie, uh, for me, score and soundtrack, honestly. But um, but yeah, glad Ludwig came back, Uh, and there's there's some cool new ones with uh, new new themes with uh, Namor and stuff. But yeah, not as impactful I think as the well, we get the Wakanda score a little or the Wakanda theme a little bit. uh, But I mean, Killmonger's score was so good, Mm -hmm. his his theme.
0: Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Who was that?
2: Um, I was listening to the first Black Panther soundtrack, Kendrick Lamar's uh, Various Artists soundtrack, On the Way seeing the second time. That soundtrack goes so hard, man. I was like, damn, this is, it brings back so many memories, especially uh, the main song, All the Stars. That's a great, that was a great closing credit song. Um, but this one, I haven't connected with the soundtrack on this one, as I did with that one. Um, I like the Rihanna song. I think it's a very beautiful, powerful song. Um, but there's the 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 best song so far. I can't like the most memorable one is when there. It's a chase scene one. It's like I haven't I forgot the name of it, but the chase scene that song. I, I know what you're
0: name. talking about. I love that. That was that. Oh, I like I that, love that song. I know
2: uh, what you're talking about. They Want it, but no, by Toby. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce that last name, but uh, it's by a uh, two. It's like a couple of twins. So yeah, that's a great song.
0: So I actually kind of differ from you guys. Like I love that first Black Panther score, but I, for some reason, guys, I really connect with this one a lot. Um, especially Shuri's steam when she puts on that outfit when she puts on that Black Panther outfit. I just, I don't know. Every time I just get chills. But like you were saying, guys, like the Killmongers. It's kind of hard to top Killmonger steam because it's 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 so good. Um, I kind of listen to that, maybe I will do that Ben, Like listen to them back to back or like certain tracks back to back. But I, I really, I really like this. Like nothing will ever top, you know, Endgame and Eternals for me. It's like my two favorite scores in the MCU. But this, this is a really, really good score. I felt like for me personally. Um but yeah, back, going back to its Oscar chances though, real quick. I, I think best supporting actress for sure. Guys, costume, Rihanna. Whether you like the song or not, she's getting a nomination at least. Whether she wins, that's a you know, that's up to Lady Gaga. Uh, but. Anything else like you know, Latisha's not going to get a Best Actress nomination. It's just not going to happen. Um, the the, the field this year is just packed with with great performances this year. Um,
2: I think it's going to be Margot's year. She's been having a stacked lineup. You're
0: wrong. You're wrong. And I told you, you you need to go see Tar. You need to go see
2: Tar. The thing is, I think it's like this could be her year, just purely based on how many times she's been nominated and been snubbed and how prolific she is, especially Barbie coming out next year. So they want to – yeah. Anyways. Yes, uh, that's the reason to give someone the Oscar. Hey, you got a
0: Barbie movie coming out. Here exactly. you go. Here's your Oscar. Here, there you go. I mean, I think exactly. she's going to get nominated, Jack. Uh, well, exactly. Hold on. What, what, what are we doing? is not an Oscar conversation. Hold on. Wait, wait a
2: second. <laughs> um, you brought the Oscars. Yeah, so, I know, no, but I was getting
0: ready to go on a tangent about this. like <laughs> –
2: I don't think it's gonna get best picture. It's definitely not gonna get best No, pitcher. no, it's no best picture nomination. Was so lackluster. Honestly, that it just got. It was just. It was a good. I'm. I'm happy it got nominated in 2018, but it was just because 2018 was so lackluster. I think. No, it, I
0: don't think it was lackluster Zach. I think it it got nominated because of politics, and that's <laughs> the reason why it got. Now let's 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 all be truthful here. We all know the reason why it got nominated. And look, I was happy the <laughs> you know, first couple of people to nominate everything. But if you're going out in a comic movie that year, it was Into the Spider Verse or <laughs> Infinity War. But you know that's just that's, that's just me personally. But yeah, you know, whatever. What do I know, Ben? Right? So exactly. Um, <laughs> I said Ben, not Zach. <laughs> <on Miles. laughs>
1: we heard you, Zach.
0: <laughs> ben. Any other category you think maybe for Oscar chances other than maybe I think Best Supporting and Costume and maybe Score and Song. I think they, Production Design maybe Ben.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah i i'm wary even though i loved angela bassett i'm wary on supporting actress um but i don't have a list of five others um i right do I'll, I'll give it to golden. you so. I, think, I, okay. I, think
2: golden, I think golden globe more likely the yeah yeah okay
0: insult black panther wakanda <laughs> putting in the golden globes how dare you in Maybe a comedy or a
1: drama Maybe people you, you know what, Ben, they might do it. <laughs> or, or comedy or musical. It. Yeah. That's what I meant. Oh gosh. Uh but yeah, I, I agree with the others that you mentioned. Dak any moms. other
2: categories
0: you could think of that maybe has a chance in? Do you well do you do you agree with myself or do you agree with Ben that Angela Bass will get a nomination for Best Supporting Actress?
2: I don't think so, man. It's just it's too stacked. It's just been such a great year. And uh, I really oh. it will be amazing if she did. Um Kinda it would be happen. like kind of it'd be an underrated thing. Um Maybe a MTV Movie Awards nomination next year. I don't know. But. See, that was
0: even more insulting than the Golden Globes, man.
2: <laughs> um, you know but, what, I'll, You know what, Ben?
0: We're placing another bet. I already lost one with you this year, so we're placing another four. bet. Ben.
1: But you haven't paid up for the last one. <laughs> yeah.
0: You, you got to come down to Georgia for that one. I ain't just shit. Look, you know, ne- next time you want to come to Six Flags, let me know.
1: It'll <laughs> <laughs> be a long time, but okay. <laughs> well, it's
0: perfect fun. weather for Six Flags, man. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway. <laughs> She's getting nominated. I'm not saying she's gonna win, but she's getting a nomination. And if I lose this one, Ben, I will send you five mm-hmm. hot not no not hot toys five pop figures of your choosing. <laughs>
1: okay. Jesus! Oh, choosing yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah no, not, not five hot toys. Not that no, absolutely not.
2: Um, I was gonna say though. No,
0: that uh, can't be a part of the best between me and Ben.
2: So. <laughs> 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 no matter what, Avatar: Way of the Water is gonna sweep. All the other categories.
0: Oh, absolutely, and it's and it's going to get a best picture <laughs> nomination.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I,
0: I'm pretty sure about that one. Easily. It's going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, we're going on for too long, guys. Thank <laughs> you so much for listening. This <laughs> is becoming an awesome conversation. Talk did not mean for that to happen. That's probably my fault. But thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. We hope you guys enjoyed this discussion. Find us on the various social media, um, our various social media platforms, and say look forward to that next conversation we have about. Future of big big franchise and stuff like that. For myself, for for Zach, and for my great co-host Benjamin Saunders. We'll see you guys next time.
1: Kind of forever.